This episode of Postpartum Stories with Steph was recorded on the stolen land of the Wadurong people. I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. This land always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hey dudes, I'm back. I have decided off the cuff to start recording little postpartum snippets of my own experience. Uh, So I plan to be here once a week, um, breaking things down week by week. I thought, look, even if no one wants to listen to this or no one's interested, it'd be nice to have my experience recorded as something I can listen back to or something I can show my little boys. So enjoy the first episode of Postpartum Diaries. Welcome to my postpartum diary. Um, I came up with this idea last night where I thought I'm just going to talk into my phone for 10 to 15 minutes about what postpartum has been like for me um, just in this first week and I plan on doing this every week if I can. Um, Obviously things happen, things get in the way, Um, I'm a new mum, I'm tired (laughs) so maybe it'll be every fortnight, we'll see. Um, But I just thought it would be a cool way to share some insight into what life is like at the moment with a one week old, um, what some of the um, challenges have been, what some of the joys have been and um, hopefully it resonates with some of you who are going through similar stages of motherhood. Um, So like I said, I'm going to keep this short and sweet, try and cap it at about 10 minutes because I know that we're all busy and we all have um, stuff going on and not a lot of time to listen to podcasts. So um, yeah, so at the moment I am seven days postpartum after having little Teddy last week. (laughs) So we are still very much in the thick of it. We are still figuring out how to breastfeed. We are still figuring out each other. And um, yeah, sleep is very interrupted and all over the place. So um, yeah, I, I guess I'll start with, I guess I'll start with how I am emotionally. And I have really been hit with the baby blues quite strongly this time Um, as you can probably tell from my voice (laughs) I'm tired but I've also spent most of today crying (laughs) not for any particular reason just it's like this shared joy and shared worry and shared happiness and shared sadness or maybe it's even like a grief of you know what our life was like two weeks ago and so much of it has to do with having two children now you know I look at my oldest boy and he seems enormous he's about to turn four but um you know I I just the biggest thing that comes up for me is worrying that you know he thinks that he's been replaced or that I don't love him as much and I know none of that is true and it's just in my head for now but um, it still plays a big role at the moment with my hormones flying everywhere and um, yeah it's it's a tricky one so 
I think it'll settle soon. I know logically that everything's fine and he still loves me and, you know, he has beautiful um, family supporting him as well through this time. But yeah, I just, it's, it's hard when you have to share your time around and you've not had to do that before. Um, so that's one thing that's coming up. Um, breastfeeding for us is working really well um, in terms of the actual feeding. Uh, Teddy's, you know, really great feeder. He's got all of those instincts down pat. Um, my milk came in day three this time. Last time was day five. So, um, you know, I feel like we had, you know, lots of, lots of good um, things happening for us so that we could get breastfeeding off to the right start. And I expressed lots of colostrum um, in pregnancy. So I did use that as um, a top up um, when I was in hospital. Um, the only issue we have at the moment is just um, he's caused quite a bit of nipple damage and is continuing to cause it um, just through a bit of a shallow latch. So we're working on that at the moment. Um, I'm going to chat to a, um, uh, an endorsed midwife. She's going to help me um, with some ideas of how to get him to attach without um, doing that damage in the first place. But in terms of, you know, weight gain and all of that stuff, he's doing brilliantly. He's putting weight on, he's having lots of feeds and lots of poos and wheeze and all that stuff. So, yeah, he's going really good. Um, just going to sip some water, which is super professional of me. Oh, also, I should add, I'm not editing this at all. This is just raw and real word vomit. <laughs> Bear with me. Um, physically, I feel I'm still in quite a bit of pain. So I had an elective cesarean. Um, I had a postpartum hemorrhage of one liter and I, um, am still in quite a bit of pain from the cesarean. I'm, you know, seven days post, post-op. So I'm still taking pain relief, obviously. Um, and that does help definitely. Um, but I feel like compared to my last cesarean, which was an emergency, um, this time feels more painful. And I don't know if that's the case for everyone who has a follow-up cesarean, um, but that's just been my experience. So I just need to keep on top of the pain meds and um, just make sure I'm like, you know, rolling out of bed instead of trying to just sit up. And, you know, if I cough, I need to sort of cover my tummy with a pillow and all of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's where we're at physically and I'm obviously bleeding as well so seven days in still bleeding which is to be expected um, it's not super heavy it's just kind of just like a period really um, what else do 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 just don't mind me thinking off the top of my head um, so sleep obviously <laughs> that's a big topic that comes up with newborns um, I have, well, the first time I had, when I had Sunny, and now I go into this with zero expectations around sleep. I don't expect my baby to sleep through the night. I put that in quotations. Um, babies are supposed to wake up. They're supposed to feed through the night. 
um, they get cold, they need physical touch, um, they need to feel loved and supported. So um, when this baby wakes in the night, it's expected. Um, and he is waking in the night. I think at the moment he's got his days and nights confused, which is really common with newborns because they're born without um, circadian rhythm. So they don't know that night and day exist. Um, so I'm just trying to help him with that by, you know, when he naps in the day, you know, he's in bright lights and I'm talking or the TV's on or we're making lots of noise like he's asleep next to me now and um, and I'm chatting away. And then at night, just, you know, dimming the lights and sort of getting him up to understand that, you know, light means day and dark means night. Um, but yeah, at the moment, he's probably waking every two hours throughout the night, sometimes even a little bit shorter, which kind of hurts. <laughs> but I know it's not going to be forever. Um, and he does go back to sleep pretty quickly after having a feed, although he did start cluster feeding two nights ago, which, um, you know, cluster feeding's fucking hard. <laughs> it's not fun. Um, and, you know, there's nothing you can really do about it. You just kind of have to surrender to it. And that's what I'm doing. But because my nipples are damaged and they're sore, it makes cluster feeding feel 10 times worse. So, um, again, hoping to get on top of that damage. And, um, and then if he continues to cluster feed, it won't be as painful. I'm going to have another sip of water. Oh, that's a good topic too in terms of food and water and looking after myself. So I'm drinking tons of water. I feel like I'm thirsty a lot. So um, it's warranted, but also you need to be drinking lots of water if you're breastfeeding. And, you know, if you're, even if you're not, we know that drinking water is really important for your body. Um, in terms of food, I haven't been as hungry as I was expecting. After I had Sunny and I was breastfeeding, I just... I was starving constantly, like ravenous. This time, I'm not as much. Um, I don't feel like I have a huge appetite. Um, but when I am eating, I'm making sure that it's all um, generally pretty nutrient-dense stuff. Lots of red meat because I am working on boosting my iron, especially after having um, that one litre hemorrhage. Um, so yeah, lots of red meat, veggies... Um, having porridge most mornings for breakfast um, or actually this is really exciting because I had HG all through my pregnancy I never felt like having smoothies which I normally love and of course now that I'm not pregnant I feel like my smoothies again so I've been having those like chocolate protein smoothies with collagen powder and um, yeah just sort of making good decisions around food um, that will sort of help support me um, and all of my nutritional needs. So that's been really good. And we've had, I've, I've stockpiled heaps of food in the freezer, like snack type foods as well. So I've got, you know, protein balls and lactation cookies and lactation brownies. Um, not so much for lactation purposes, but just because um, they were recipes that um, had lots of nutrient dense stuff in them. So that's sort of what I'm trying to maintain and just trying to think what else I can cover 
what have we done? Sleep, breastfeeding, how I am physically, uh, mentally. <laughs> that probably wraps it up. We've been home all week. I haven't left the house, which has been really nice. Um, tomorrow we're going to go out for my son's birthday to a cafe. So <laughs> that feels a little bit daunting, but I will fill you in next week on how we went. Um, I've had the midwife from the hospital come to my house twice now just to check up on, you know, my recovery from the cesarean and, you know, the incision is looking really good. It's healing well. It's kind of amazing that, you know, this huge surgery that you have that cuts through like five layers of skin, um, can, can be really quite well healed in four days. And I don't mean like you're healed and you can get up and go running but I mean just by looking at it you can see how it's come together really well um yeah it kind of blows my mind how incredible our bodies are so yeah um I might leave it at that because that's all I can really think of at the moment um oh one more thing I was going to talk about actually oxytocin boosters so I have found on those days where I'm having those baby blues moments that having something that's going to help boost my oxytocin is really helpful and for me at the moment because I am sort of not super mobile and I have been watching a fair bit of television just watching something funny is my go-to I can't watch anything true crime or serious or drama or anything like that at the moment can't even watch my housewives because sometimes it makes my anxiety peak <laughs> so I've been watching um modern family from season one um I love that show so suits me perfectly and I haven't seen those early seasons for ages so um that's one thing that I've been sort of doing as my little oxytocin booster because it's light and funny and you know I don't have to think too much the other thing I did was make myself a playlist on Spotify of some songs that um, boost my oxytocin. So I might even share that on my Instagram. Um, but yeah, that's a couple of things that I've been doing just to help lighten the mood a little bit for me. All right, well, I'm going to finish up there and hopefully I'll be back next week to talk about week two. Um, I hope that you've liked this little 13 minute powwow and um, if you want to come and see a little bit more of what's going on in my postpartum you can find me on Instagram at postpartum underscore with underscore Steph so yeah hope to see you there bye thanks for listening to today's episode please come over and say hi on Instagram. That's where I like to hang out. Uh, my handle is at postpartum underscore with underscore Steph, S-T-E-P-H. That's where I'll be sharing podcast episode updates too. Hope to chat to you soon.